October 30th, 2020. I'm Ron Scharf. I'm Avi Kaufman. And this is Accent Insights. Well, we're uh, coming up on the far end of fall now, and uh, people are always trying to ask us, you know, what's going on in the market. And it takes a little time to gather some data and see how things are going. But we have a little data today that's a little interesting. Avi, what have you pulled up? Well, there's a lot of listings for sale right now. And, you know, we've talked about this a few times before. Right now, October 30th, we have 157 condos for sale in Brookline, uh, which compares to at the same time last year, October 30th of 2019, there are 62 condos for sale. So that's a huge difference. We have 153% more condos for sale today than is normally for sale at this time of year. Right. That's that's substantial. Well, there's a couple elements that are going into this. So it's not just that things are taking longer to sell. There's also been an uptick in what's been going up for sale. So, uh, you know, year to date, there have been 613 condos listed for sale. Uh, at this same time last year, there had been 559. So the number of listings is up about 10%. Um, so that's that's contributing. It's not the only factor. The other factor is that things are taking a little bit longer to sell. At this time last year, there had been 441 that had accepted an offer compared to only 365 this year. So that's down 17%. So it's sort of this one-two punch. More listings for sale and fewer listings selling are contributing to uh, this higher inventory at this late fall date. Right. This presents a rare opportunity. You know, we hope it's rare and we hope it's an opportunity for, for buyers. You know, buyers are usually struggling more in the spring than in the fall. Um, the buyers are struggling with low inventory and high competition. So you have to move fast. You have to move aggressively. You can't think things through. You generally waive your inspections. Now we're in a situation with, you know, more inventory than usual on the market. So more to, more to look at and, and maybe slower sales. So it looks like buyers are going to have, you know, a, a little bit more of a relaxed time to think things through. Maybe there'll be some more um, you know, flexibility on pricing, particularly with, with things that have sat around a little bit. So it's, it's definitely a great time. And, you know, what, there's a lot going on. We have the pandemic. We have the elections, a lot of uncertainty. So that could be keeping buyers on the sidelines. It could be uh, getting people who were thinking about selling to move more quickly to get to market. But for all of these reasons, it's creating a market condition that may be favorable for buyers and put that with, you know, historically low mortgage rates, um, and it may be a great time. Absolutely. And now let's talk about a few of the places we have seen. Let's start just off Beacon Street. There's one that we toured together, actually, um, and we saw a couple on Tappan Street of the new developments. that We've talked about these before, and now that they're all done and one of them is nicely staged, we went together and um, had a nice tour there, didn't we? We did. We did. And so to remind people, this is there are two units at 287 Tappan Street and 291 Tappan Street. This is a, a very substantial development uh, by by very experienced developers uh, in Brookline. We've talked about them a few times. Uh, they're selling their own units that they were living in. We've mentioned they're phenomenally priced um, and, <laughs> and that's good and bad. I mean, it is phenomenal. They're, we're basically at the thousand dollar square foot level. I guess they've, they've come down in price a little bit now. So they're, there's below a thousand dollars a square foot, um, but they are very high priced. They are super, super fancy. Like they're beautiful, modern, you know, the, the appointments are gorgeous. One of the units was staged and one of them wasn't. And you can really actually get a sense of just how much the staging does for the marketing of a property. 
but they look like they would be floor throughs, but they're not. They're townhouses. They set up as townhouses. So the more expensive unit at 291 Tappan Street is in the back and it has like a backyard and they all have a roof deck. Um, the less expensive unit, bargain priced at $3,095,000, um, is in the front. Um, which is definitely a consideration. I mean, it's got a beautiful staircase that's full of glass, but it's right on Tappan Street. So you're going to probably put window treatments on it for privacy and uh, and you're on the street. But uh, Avi, what were your impressions of these units? I, I was very impressed. And, and I'll say they had great staging and they had great photos and a great 3D tour. But I still feel like in this case, they don't even do it justice. You know, my impression walking through was just this wow factor that I wasn't expecting having seen the photos already, it's just every single um, decision as you're walking through on a design level seems very thoughtful and it's a very modern place and and they were consistent in the design and it was just um, a very impressive place to tour. Agreed, agreed. They also have that, they they share a garage. So you come in on Tappan Street into an underground garage and then each of the units, there are three, as we said, I think one of the developers is going to be living in one of them. So two, two on the market right now, each one has its own door out of the garage, but they also have their own doors uh, off of Tappan Street. And, and they are thoughtfully designed. There's a lot of glass, a lot of light. And, you know, they use pale woods and just it's, it's sort of very modern and, and airy. It's, it does have a great feel. And I agree with you completely. I, I went through the Matterport before, and this is a case in which the Matterport, I think, makes it a little harder because there's a, there's a lot of walking around. And, you know, as you spin around on the Matterport, you don't really get the feel for just how big and airy they are. They are impressive. They really are. And the question will be, um, they've been on the market for a little while now, and I think they have had some price drops. And the question is, you know, the air gets thinner up at $3 million. There are fewer buyers. It's sort of like a downtown condo here in Brookline, and that's fine. And and one of them has a great yard and they all have roof decks. It's just who's going to step up with the money to buy these things and how long will it take? And I do think at this price, so right now, it started at Four million. It was dropped to three point five, and now well, this is for the the biggest. The, the one that I liked the most was the two ninety one Tappan Street, the one that was in the back. It was a little bit more private. Um, that one started at four million, dropped to three point five, now three point three. I think if you get it for three point three or under, it's a, it's a fair price for what it is. Right. Hard hard to call anything at that price a bargain, but I agree with you at four million. That's and that's I think what we were talking about initially. It came on the market back in April at $4 million. That really was a phenomenal price. And now they are under $1,000 a square foot, which is, you know, the, the pricing for, for high-end new construction. So they're trying to find their price. Um, and as you say, for what you get, it's not a bad price. And who knows, there may be even more flexibility. We've, we've mentioned before, these developers have another similar project about a half a mile away. And those units are similarly priced. I think they're a little bit smaller, so maybe just a little bit lower price, but they are all competing with each other. And when we talk about opportunities for buyers, this is one that happens, right? When you have um, developers that are into two projects for a lot of money and they've got units competing against each other, they really want to move them. So I, I feel like the first one of these, I think there are four still between the two projects. The first one to go, they're going to get a deal because these guys, they're going to want to get out of their loan um, and they and they need to set a comp that's good. They, so they need a, a price that's high enough that, that the next buyer doesn't come in and say, well, why do I want to pay more per square foot than, than that one did? But they also, they need to move them. You know, it's a lot of house to be sitting on as a developer 
you, you know, you don't make any money until you sell them. Yeah. And, and not too far from there, um, a totally different style of house, uh, but similar pr- price range. 26 Weybridge Road is on the market now for just under $4.2 million. Uh, this is 5,141 square feet. It's not in a new construction. You know, this was built in 1822. Yes, but this this was a gut rehab. It's not a new construction, but it was it was a gut rehab back in 2015. So and a gorgeous a gorgeous gut rehab, we should yeah. say. It's yeah. a different style. Like you know, the Tappan streets were these ultra modern, you know, Italian kitchen, everything from Italy or Europe. Weybridge is more of a very traditional kitchen. I will say both of them have gas stoves. That's true. We, you and I were talking about this before the podcast. So go ahead and go ahead and just say what you want to say about, <laughs> about gas stoves. I know you've been waiting. <laughs> well, I will say that there was an article in the Atlantic, uh, "Kill Your Gas Stove." The, the subtitle is "It's Bad for You and the Environment. If you can afford to avoid it, you probably should." And it's all about how the gas cooking stoves that we've all learned to to love. It turns out that there's they release a lot of uh, gases in the inside of your house, and it can uh, aggravate uh, childhood asthmas and all these other conditions, so even heart disease. And there's new research that you know maybe these are worse for us than we thought. And so if this um, catches on, this trend towards these high-end sort of chef's kitchen uh, gas stoves might reverse or, or change, and maybe the induction stoves will will come back in style. And I'll say that the article changed my point of view, where up till now, I've very much been, a, I want a gas stove for my own kitchen uh, point of view. And now, uh, because of these articles that have come out, I, I'm much more on the side of, uh, oh, let me get an induction stove, especially when I have young kids. Yeah, well, look, induction is a little more expensive to buy, and but people love them. And what's nice is you can touch the what would be the burner, and that's that's cold, right? All of the magic happens at the level of the pan or the pot, and they, they heat up fast and all that. It's as you know, as, as you're saying this, I'm, I'm looking at the picture of the kitchen in 26 Wayridge Road with like the eight burner, you know, Wolf range that's like the super industrial. Um, and it, it got me thinking, actually, you know, gas stoves have been around for a long time. And you showed me the article and I, I sort of said, well, I'm surprised I haven't heard about this before. But but then as I think about it, you know, the, the building codes in Brookline, at least, and probably generally are getting tighter and tighter with respect to, um, you know, how much air can leave the house. So for environmental reasons, you want to have a house that seals up nice and tight. And then sometimes the houses are so tight that you need mechanical ventilation to change out the air. So it is possible that the combination of the houses being tighter and these gases, if this is true, you know, they link, they will linger in the house more. There are fewer air changes. Houses don't leak out what's in the house and sort of naturally draw in fresh air as, as much as they used to when they were older and the, and the building standards were different. Um, so that's, that's an interesting idea. I mean, the, the other thing that brought to mind is that last year, the town of Brookline at least had an initiative that went to town meeting to ban fossil fuel hookups altogether. So uh, we were looking at a situation where both heat and cooking would have to be electric. That failed, but it is, you know, it is a consideration for environmental reasons. Absolutely. So just, I mean, just to talk a little bit about this house on Ray Ridge Lane, it, you're right that it's $4 million, which was the initial price on Tappan Street. You know, now it's a million dollars more than Tappan Street. I, I would imagine that there are some buyers who will be shopping both of these. If you've got $3 million to spend on a house, maybe you've got $4 million. Um, this house on Ray Lane has a fabulous, fabulous piece of property. It's huge. And it's, it is in that sort of triangle right between Brookline Village, Coolidge Corner, and Washington Square. So it's very nicely located. Um, it's really an unusual, spectacular piece of property. It was a historic house that developers fought over for like seven years 
who was going to get to do it and sort of what were the conditions of restoration and, and sort of trying to maintain the charm of the, of the original house. The guys who did it did a nice job. But uh, yeah, and that one's been on the market only 25 days. So I don't know that they're, I wouldn't call them soft yet, but definitely there's no house this weekend. It's, it is a beautiful house and worth seeing if that's the kind of thing you're looking for. A palace. A palace. The palace is what with you're looking grounds. for. With grounds. <laughs> palace with grounds. And really wonderful location, too. If you have the money, this is the combination. What a lot of people want is the big suburban house in the Brookline location. A lot of the trade-offs that people make are, do I want the space or do I want the great location? Well, if you have the money, well, this house answers both of those and you don't have to trade. Right. And in Brookline, you know, we have the rear yard requirements of Brookline 30 feet. Um, and so, you know, when you get a house in Brookline that has that 30 feet, you say, wow, great backyard. I mean, this, you really, this driveway that comes up from the street, like an estate and just lots and lots of green around it. So very, very unique, um, different style of house, right? Like this is, as Avi said, it's traditional. It's got, you know, wainscoting and paneling and, and uh, balusters on the stairway are very traditional, beautiful, right? This is what you find in Brookline generally. And this is not way off in Chestnut Hill or in South Brookline. This is, I mean, from here, you can walk to Brookline Village, which is something that's unique. You know, there's a lot of expensive houses in Brookline, but a lot of the larger ones are like off in uh, South Brookline. And this one's right here in the action. Yep. Yeah, definitely uh, worth checking out. Worth checking out. Um, and then, you know, you can always switch out the stove for induction. Right. All right next, <laughs> a little bit closer to earth. Let's talk about this one, 22 Still Street, uh, Unit 28. This is a complex. We've seen things come up on Still Street pretty regularly. A few per year come up. This is a three-bedroom, two-and-a-half bathroom, 1,885 square feet, uh, listed for $1.15 million. Uh, And this has parking. It's right across from the Rose Garden. But the interesting thing is the layout. Uh, So on on the upper floor, you have two of the bedrooms. And the third bedroom is in the finished lower level. Right. Right. Yeah. So these are right. These are great. It's like all row houses around a courtyard right by the Rose Garden, as you say. So you have to be up for that two bedrooms up top and one in the basement. Um, but they are very nice that, you know, they're they're well maintained generally. And they, they have a door out to the backyard with a little strip of land that, you know, you can put a barbecue out there. Um, so it's pleasant living if it suits your lifestyle. And again, the location right in Coolidge Corner, right by the Rose Garden can't be beat. Absolutely. I, lo- well, I love that street. Right. What was funny about this one is, you know, talk about talk about uh, price changes. You know, <laughs> the, the listing agent maybe made a mistake or there were some second thoughts because they, they've been on the market for four days and they've already had a price drop. That's right. It was originally uh, listed at 1.2 um, and then it was dropped after three days to 1.15. So I imagine that was just a, a mistake. Although this was also, it, it was really more than three days because this was listed as both a condominium and as a single family house. Uh-huh. And so so the the condo has been on the market for 15 days. So maybe they, they had some deal like if it was on for one weekend, then maybe we'll drop or, but for whatever reason, they originally listed as a condo October 15th. And then drop the price on October 29th. Right, right. But you know, if it, you know, if things keep up, maybe another four days, I'll drop another fifty grand. So <laughs> <laughs> we have a window into their thinking based on one data point. We can count on it now. Yeah, uh, yeah. This one has a certificate of lead compliance as well, which is which is worth noting. Some places are tested, some are not. But if that's something that's of high concern to you, then that's another plus for this place. Right, and you know, for a family with one or two small children, this is it's lovely to be so close to the rose garden is a huge, huge bonus. 
to walk around Coolidge Corner one day when people are actually walking around and going to stores and cafes and things. It's delightful. Now, we're going to talk about one on Beacon Street. There are 25 condos for sale on Beacon Street. You know, it's a long street. But uh, 1762 Beacon Street. Oh, that's another one we toured together. We did. Uh, unit yeah. 2. Uh, well, there's more than one unit for sale. I think the one we looked at was Unit 2. That one's also, that's up there in price. It's listed for 1.749, so just under $1.75 million. Three beds, two full, one half bath, uh, 1,800 square feet. So about 970, 971 a square foot. Yeah, yeah, and that's you know that is a high price, it's, and it's it's past Washington Square going west, so that's a that's a high per square foot price, I think, for that part of town. You are right on Beacon Street, so you're right on the T, and it's a lovely job. I mean, it's a it's a row house. Um, it's been gutted. What else can you say about it? It's got you know super high ceilings. Everything is done the way these gut rehabs are done. So you've got the fancy appliances. And it's a row house, so it has that charm and that layout. It's it's very nice. It'd be interesting again to see that thousand dollar square foot price point. You know, we only started hitting that in Brookline a year or two ago when the market was really on fire. Yeah, it's it'll be interesting. This has some of what people are looking for. I I'm a little hesitant on on the price on this one. I'm not quite as bullish. It does have the central air and it does have the parking that people are looking for, but I find like. In this pandemic environment, the two things that people really, really want, uh, they want that fourth bedroom or office space, uh, and they want private outdoor space, or at least some outdoor space, more, more than just a patch. And so I think it, it'll be interesting to see if it can still sell at this price point without those two features that have almost become must-haves, especially when we're talking about not in the densest Coolidge Corner location, but really past Washington Square. Right. Yeah, and it's different, you know, when you're the new construction, you know, three-bedroom condo that comes on the market. But um, we didn't really look at what what this is up against. But I would suspect that there are other comps still on the market in this price range, similar square footage, or maybe you know, maybe less. So I like like many things now, the buyers are the only ones facing competition. The the units are facing competition, and as you say, this one is going to have to deal with the fact that it is you know out to the west, um, and that it doesn't have compensating factors like a yard that fourth bedroom is elusive generally i mean it's 1800 square feet it's got enough room to have one and the, the spaces are big and large but yes that fourth room is something that everyone wants um, and it's and it's hard to come by so there's definitely a value to that when they come up the plus it's when we say three plus like there's no indicator for that in the mls as a data field but that's what everyone sort of wants is that plus sign yeah well we'll keep an eye on this we'll keep watching you know the market will be around Things don't tend to slow down until December. So there's still a lot of runway left. Um, I think uh, anyone who wants to get on the market is probably pressing to do it as soon as possible. So we might see the new inventory start to drop, and that might help some of this inventory that is starting to age. Absolutely. So we'll we'll keep you updated on that. And if you have questions, uh, please let us know. You can email us at info at accentbrookline.com or find our information in the show notes. We love hearing from you. We do. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.